In this episode, I was privileged to interview James Hepner, who's a results coach, who's always been passionate about his health in all aspects, like myself, but has also gone through hardships, mistakes that have led him to stumble, but get back up even stronger. So, so many things we were able to relate on and dig into within this episode. We really connected on how we make mistakes, we have guilt, but the journey is the ups and downs that direct you, pivot you. We all experience them. This is my favorite interview yet. I hope that you enjoy it too. Please share it if you do or write a review. James, you are a results coach, and I'm actually intrigued to understand and learn how you use your approach to help people. And I'm kind of a similar coach in that I truly believe like a lot of the losses that we have when we're going through any stage of our journey, they're lessons. They're not necessarily negative pieces. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's so good. That's so good. You know, I love it. I think in, in your podcast to be on the scale, I love that. I love the title because it's like everybody grabs attention to that. Like, Oh, the scale, it's telling me good news or bad news. We're like, actually, how do we go beyond the scale? Cause what is the news is like something to just be with it's evidence. And it's like checking your bank account every five minutes. If you don't have a lot of income, you're outgoing, it's going to stay, it's going to be news. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. It's one piece of the puzzle and definitely can be used as a piece of data within, you know, to measure some sort of level of your health, but it definitely isn't the only piece. And if we fixate on just losing weight, it it usually ends up in more negative Mm. after effects than it does the benefits, right? Yeah, definitely not sustainable. But yes, because even if I put healthy in front of weight loss, I feel it truly doesn't take away from people understanding that there's, mm-hmm. there's so much more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting when you talk about so much more to it than that. Uh, they say science will reveal if ever you tell the body, it's going to lose something, the body will resist. It doesn't want to lose. It thinks it's not in a lot of abundance. So the body never likes to think, even if a person is technically overweight, whatever that looks like, if the body knows it's losing weight, it's naturally in a resistant response. It's, it, you know, it's in that stance of, I want to resist. Like my wife and I, we've been married for 27 years, um, actually together for 27, married 22, have two teenage boys. And what's interesting, we go for a walk past this little yoga studio every now and again. And on the yoga studio door, and I just chuckle every time I see it, this is what it says. And the power to them, whatever. And I, I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent, but they say this, shape it, sculpt it, tone it, love it. And I think to myself, where are we loving ourselves first? If we can't love what we see, we can't love. When I say love what we see, it's evidence. The scale shows us evidence. Why is that bad news? It's, it's a just number. news. It's, it's a it's number. number. Exactly. It's one piece of data. Who knows that number but you? <laughs> Absolutely right. no one. Right? right? And I like I like what you said there, too, because it is true. Like, think about when you're going into... Uh, any form of plan, any term of like, you know, you want to be healthier. If you go into it thinking, I can't eat this. I can't do this. I have to do this. All of those negative associations, you hate it before you even started. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. Right. A hundred percent. I think it all began. I don't know. I, you know. I like to hear your perspective on this, but for me, it all comes down to if we see health as a problem, then there's always something to fix. 
manage or control. And it's a little bit like, okay, I get it. I want to set a goal. But if the goal is tethered to my sense of worth, is tied into when I lose weight, then I'll finally be able to accept myself. It's like, when do we want to love ourselves? At the end of shape it, sculpt it, tone it. Oh my goodness. How many people can actually say I've shaped it? Oh, and I've sculpted it. You have to have a certain variety of ego to be like, oh yeah, it's sculpted. And then be like, oh, and I toned it. And then, oh shit, now I'm going to love it. It's like, actually I ran out of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so- I didn't get there. And I, the same thing with approaching it negatively. Not only do you not even sometimes reach your goal, you sure as hell aren't able to sustain it because you're not enjoying the process. You haven't found a way to make the exercise enjoyable, mm. to love it. You know, you haven't done like... I personally weighed less, but I definitely wasn't a healthier version of myself. I definitely didn't have a better feeling on the inside. So what did I gain? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, right. that's, that's so, I love that. It's like, um, so I, for example, I um, do this exercise or there's a, a bar called x3.com, not triple x.com, but it's x with three.com. And so it's x3bar.com is actually what it ends up being the website and uh so these there are these bands and and you think it's just bands but it's not they're special bands and they're made of specific latex so they're not anyway make a long story short the bar you hold has these pivot points at the end and the pivot points allow so that when you for example you do bicep curl when you go on the up this thing rotates so your wrist doesn't ever get kinked as soon as your wrist is kinked like this your body thinks it's gonna like perhaps suffer pain so it, it, it doesn't want to deliver properly, you know? And so the idea is, like you say, enjoy. I think when you tune into cellular intelligence and the depth of, you begin to realize that, uh, like, you know, the slogan, often you go to the gym, no pain, no gain. <laughs> it's like, you don't actually want to tr- train through your pain. You want to train right to the threshold of, but not through your pain, because you're going to build a bunch of scar tissue. And yeah, you're going to be big, but it's going to be a bunch of dead weight and your heart's not going to like it because it's not power performance muscle, right? It's no. not what you want. Exactly. And there's a level degree of that, of course, right? Like some days you go to the workout, you just go through the motions. You got there. That's the win. You need to celebrate in that itself. But you're right. Think about when even just your mindset in that same sense, if you go into your workout, this is going to suck because I'm going to hate it. I'm going to dread it. Well, it does suck. It does feel longer and it takes, you know, you do dread the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so to the point, I think finding, um, so I have probably like a quarter million or $300,000 worth of biohacking gear in my lab. And I love it. It's just like, there are things that I get to utilize that, um, are maybe not status quo. So I don't, I don't typically follow, like, I don't go to the gym, not like gym is bad. Just like I have a home and I like to like use the saunas and stuff that I, I use it every day. So why would I not? Right. So I have ozone therapy. I have a vibrating plate. I have a bone density thing to build my skeletal system. Unless your bone density is, is really dense, you're not going to be able to put on strength because your bones send a signal and say, Hey, listen, if we're not strong enough, the power performance muscle, we don't want it. Right. And so, you know, to find a love. And so, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've researched some of your work a little bit and, you know, I love that aspect where you talk about loving yourself and it's like doing that first and finding a relationship with yourself. Cause let's be honest, if you're looking for stuff outside of you constantly, so love is what we all want. 
But if you're looking for, for, for life to bring it to you or looking for others to bring you love, you, you might be looking for a long time, not because people don't love you, but if you don't understand what it looks like to give and receive, love is give and receive at the same time, happens instantaneously, simultaneous. And if you don't build that relationship within your own inner self, then when you go out there, you're always going to be looking for it. And you're going to be like, oh, but it's not the way. See, I gave it to you, but now I have to wait before you're going to call me back. And it's like always it's not at the same time. But a true relationship with yourself is when you really build that musculature where you feel it's like I'm giving and I'm receiving. It's happening. Like I give it to myself and I receive. I give, receive instantly. So there's no weight, no need needed. So if you set your day up like that, and I think sometimes like your work, when you say eating healthy, finding a finding what draws you, right? Like for me, it's pretty intense. Like I go get organic soil. I'll drive hours to get, I'll import eggs to Vancouver, Canada from like uh, California because there's a specific kind that, you know, no soy, there's no, any of these grains. It's just like pecking like salamanders and eating grass. I, I know I, this is what I do and I love it, but everyone doesn't need to have that. It's like finding that little thing that you can get passionate about and just build a relationship. Like I remember when I first started chopping vegetables in the, in the kitchen, I'm like, Oh, am I going to make salad or I got to like do a, a saute and I got to like, Oh my goodness. And I got to, it takes so much time, but now I get to the kitchen and I grab a carrot and I'm like, Oh my goodness. And I just, I cut and I'm like, this is fun. You know what I it's mean? It's a gradual progression to it. Sure. And tying back to what you said there too, is you can't be results driven because like Mm -hmm. you must know yourself, you're going to get to the goal. If you get the goal eventually, even so, if you're just driven by the fact that you wanted to see that number on the scale, Mm -hmm. how you wanted to look, you're not going to be satisfied when you get there. You got to go for that inner feeling. That's Mm -hmm. what needs to drive you. I always like to say too, like getting out of bed in the morning, the scale number is not going to get you out of bed in the morning to go work out, right? It's the feeling that you get afterwards. For me, exercise and training, it's my mental health. It helps with my anxiety. It helps with my like energy for the entire day, right? So that feeling that I get after my workout is what drives me to get there, especially on those hard days, not making it about weight loss, not making it about I have to go work out to you know just for my health just for the number on the scale yeah 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 you know it's so fascinating right and I, I, you know honestly i'm just choosing empathy here i don't think that people really uh want to live a life where they're trying to please other people but i think in large part like let's be honest like we are ourselves so if i'm two pounds over two pounds under like to really hate yourself and enjoy that existence is kind of difficult, but somehow we let societal narratives, you know, we, we begin to be like, well, maybe I should look different. Instead maybe of I'll be like, happy once I am that weight or. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's so fascinating. So I love what you said earlier. You said it so eloquently and I'm going to botch this, but something to the extent of, and so I'm just going to paraphrase, but um, deciding that you're happy will come when the preference that you prefer comes is going to produce suffering. If you only be happy when the preference that you want comes, ask yourself how often it's like happily ever after, right? No, that's when life begins. So if you say it's always needing to be what I prefer, who hasn't started a business, had a job, had a girlfriend, a boyfriend, bought a car, whatever it is, experienced Uber ride, projected this is how it was supposed to go. The the preference was 
uh, uh, you know, the restaurant's going to serve me food. And it's going to taste delicious. It comes and it tastes a little different. The business that you start was a little different. The job that you started, the marriage, the car, doesn't matter. But I think there's this invitation to build a healthy relationship to the death of our life. Like it didn't work out in death, not like as like I'm being buried, but it didn't work out the way that I thought. And why is that the bad news? The scale says 135 versus the desire in 132. Okay. What's next? What now? We're so scared that if we're not, it's we're skipping steps, right? You're like, okay, I got to get there and be perfect. I got to, hmm. it just takes one or two steps. The problem is once you start the first step, you realize there's like A, B, C, D, and then you got to get to Z. <laughs> you know, you, you point into direction, but I think we definitely give up too early before you're right, before we get there because, oh, maybe it wasn't how it's supposed to be. No, that's a good thing, right? You're not supposed to be. Well, that's the thing. Like your, your joy is directly linked to the uh, amount of comfort you have with the uncertainties in life. So who wants to go on a trip is boring. A journey is interesting. <laughs> a trip is like, I planned, I got all the exits. Watch, honey, we're going to pull over here. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Are we done this now? <laughs> Are we done? This is, this is just like following a roadmap here. Like, okay. Like I may as well just not even be here. <laughs> right. But, but if you plan, if you do journey, it's like, oh, Look what we found, a little Frisbee area. We don't even have a Frisbee. I wonder if we could go buy one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we want the easy route. We want the easy answers and that one, two, three straight route. But it definitely doesn't work that way, right? But you have to kind of figure it out for yourself. You have to figure Mm -hmm. out what you like. And a lot of the time that takes you figuring out what you don't like and what doesn't work for you, right? Mm -hmm. I have a a lot of clients myself as well who, who do the home workouts and with the COVID lockdown and everything that we just recently have, a lot of people are, and that works for some people, right? So if it works for you, then stick with it. Yeah. You can make adjustments along the way, but you know, don't give up because you tried home workouts and you hated them and they suck. They don't work for me. Right. But they work for a lot of other people. We just, we can't be too scared to figure out what doesn't work along the way. You know, and I think you said it best. It's a little bit like, okay, so you just reveal that sometimes working out for you isn't that easy. And what's interesting is a little story, right? I'll just share it with you real quick. It's a story about Pip. And so there's Pip. Pip is like this person on earth. He's involved in gang activity. He shoots people. He does all kinds of drug dealing, does all kinds of things. And so he always tells himself that before it's too late, you know, his, his thing is he might want to re, you know, recant some other, ask for forgiveness, whatever, but he goes, well, before it's too late, I'll do that. Anyway. So the one day all of a sudden he's in a firefight and he realized, Oh, I think I am on the other side. So went black for a while. And here I'm sitting here and there's somebody standing beside me. And this person is like dressed in white or an angel or something. He's like, what is this? And he's always told himself, if he finds himself on the other side, he will just basically be like, okay, okay. Uh, I didn't say, please forgive me, but just do it now. Okay. Like I'm just going to do it now. Anyway. So the angel's all happy and angel goes, let's go for a walk. And Pip's like, wait a minute. I have always used my manipulation to get what I want. Maybe I can manipulate him by not saying exactly who I was. Maybe they got it wrong. They got me the wrong person here. Who knows? But I definitely I'm dead, but let's see what happens. And so they're walking. All of a sudden, the guilt comes and he goes, I got to say it now. I got to say something now. And he goes, oh, shit, I can't do it. Because the angel goes, we're getting close. And as he looks up, it's like, oh, yeah, the lights, everything's beautiful. And Pip's like, oh, shit, this is going to, I'm going to say nothing. They got the wrong name. I'm in. (laughs) So they walk in. It's a beautiful place. And the angel says, this is for you. And Pip's like, holy smokes. One luck, I didn't say anything. 
So Pip goes for a little walk with the angel and the angel, this is all for you. Pip goes for me. Angel goes all for you. He goes, look, everything you see, everyone's winning. What you want is what you get. You win all the time. The angel says, and by the way, here, here's a little card. If you ever need me, just call me. Here's my number. Pip puts it in his pocket. Angel waves goodbye. Pip goes in. He, Pip loves playing blackjack, BLTs. He loves doing sporting gambling. He loves all these beautiful things in life. And guess what? Whatever he touches wins. He wins everywhere. No hard things ever. He wins everywhere for two weeks and he loves it. The third week, he goes down. He's still winning. He gets bored. He goes up to the room. He's done. He, he, uh, his friends call him. He's been in his room for three days. And they're like, hey, why don't you come in now? We've got a new way of winning. It's a new level. Pip's like, a new level? So he comes down. He goes down. Starts. Oh, he enjoys it for like a couple hours. And he goes, I know where this is going. I'm going to get satiated again. So he just takes it. It's a new level of blackjack. He takes a table and just up ends it. Everything goes flying. His friend's like, what are you doing? He goes outside, calls the angel and says, there must have been a mistake. Angel says, what's the problem? Pip goes, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth who I really am. I'm a gangster. I shot people up. I'm a really bad person. I don't deserve to be here. Angel goes, where do you think you are? Pip goes, I'm in heaven. And obviously, Angel goes, you're in hell. You got everything you wanted. You know what we really crave? We crave to do difficult things. Unless there's a chance of losing, we don't consider it worthy. I love that story. I didn't know where you were going at first, but I do. I love that story. And I always, sometimes I use business references myself just because that's what a businesses challenge you, trying to run your own business. And I feel that too, because a lot of the time we we do that in the same sense in our, our journey, right? We think, okay, we want it to work out the right time. We want to win every single time. And there isn't joy in that. It may be because it's because the losses are hard in that now, in that moment. When you do lose, it sucks initially. But then how many losses have you taken in your life or things that you felt were losses in your life that you've looked back at now and you're like, shit, that was a good thing. Shit, (laughs) that made me stronger, right? You're like, that has actually helped me when I thought it was hurting me, right? A hundred percent. I know just, just to tap into that. So I used to uh, do workout six days a week, right? Six days a week. And I'm pretty, I demand command of myself, like not perfection, but I'm pretty, I'm 46. I started working when I was 42 and I'll be honest. Hey, I was 185 pounds when I started about 25% body fat. I started working out. I'm like, I better do now before it's too late. And actually they say it's really difficult to gain lean muscle mass. Anyway, to make a long story short, I went down to 6% body fat within a couple of months just because I started eating right and whatever, but 6% is a little bit low. Uh, it was a little bit tight for me. I was low energy, not eating enough carbs, of course, different things. And, uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay. So I started, I started just doing and my, my workouts take me 10 minutes a day. It's not a problem. I got, I got some gear and not, it, not everybody needs the expensive gear. What I have to, you, you actually don't, it's pretty simple. You know, there's a few core things, which I'm sure you're aware of. And you help your people with, which I can appreciate. The thing is this, though. What happened is I got COVID back in 2020. And um, and COVID really, it was, it, it was the first wave. I don't know what that means other than it just hit me hard. Okay. And I'm we like, can't count was, waves now. There's been too many. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, and I, and I got it before I even knew that there was some called COVID. So I, I just thought I had the flu. Right. You know, but I'll tell you something. It put me out for like a couple of weeks and I've never felt that crappy in my life. What was weird about it, though. I got this one device that will that will measure strength throughput with precision. You know, when you get on the scale, it will it won't lie. 
Yeah. I, have, I have a device for core exercises, chest press, core pull, leg press, deadlift. We'll measure precisely the amount of output you do. Okay. So what's interesting is I had worked my place up back up to 175, meaning I gained the lowest I was, was I you know, went from 185 to 150. So I lost 35 pounds of fat and I gained 25 pounds of muscle. So I'm on a good trajectory. I'm like 43, 44, whatever it ends up being. And I'm like, okay, COVID hits. I'm like, well, once this is gone, you know, I'm going to be able to just get back to strike. Cause you know, the thing is I prefer to go up, not down. <laughs> right? I love this. No, this? keep going. Yes. Right. And yes. so what's fascinating is so I started feeling better after about a month and I started working out, but I, I realized I wasn't, didn't feel that strong. And then I get on this device, and I do my strength throughput. And would you know that of course I, I had lost some and I thought, Oh, it's weird. I lost about 25%. I'm like, Oh my goodness. But I felt good. Yeah. Would, would, would you know at month eight, I was still going down on my numbers. I went down 50% strength only at a year after COVID did I come back to my base note where I ended just before COVID came. And you know what? Here's what happened for me. I started looking at this whole thing going, okay, James, you've been trying to solve a little problem, eh? You thought you're going weak before. And so you didn't want to just fade away and become an old grandpa. So you put on, you lost weight, put on muscle. Good on you. The only thing is, or to our point here, to what you're talking about, are you really enjoying this? I said, yeah. I thought, whoa, there's a lot of assertion there. Yeah. And I thought, what am I really saying? I'm like, you know, if I'd be most honest, I would like it if I could do this just a couple of times a week, maybe maybe not six, maybe maybe like three, four. And so what I thought, I'm going to go on a journey. I'm going to see where I fit. And so I scaled it back to five days a week. Nope, too much. Because for me, I do sauna work. I do a bunch of stuff. Too much. Dude, four, I'm like, oh, you're going to get down to zero all of a sudden. You're going to like that. I'm like, this is, oh, not comfortable. And I went to three. I'm like, ooh, this is, ah. And then I go to two. And I was at two days for about three weeks. And again, my strength is building from this point forward. It was after a year. And you know what happened one day? I come into my lab and I started working out. And I could do two extra reps in every core exercise. And I checked myself in the strength throughput. I've never gained that much from week to week, ever. So if you ask me, I enjoy four times a week. So I scale, I went, what am I like? And I went from two to three, eh, three is a little, four and four, no, I've had enough. I'm good. You found, <laughs> you found your healthy balance. And I think right. one of the mistakes you may have done, but you learned from it, you, you went from thinking, and this is something that so many people struggle with. Mm-hmm. They get Please. to their maximum where it's mm-hmm. six workouts a week or whatever you're doing. And then sickness comes along. You get on a holiday, something like that. And you take a break, which is mm-hmm. totally okay. Mm-hmm. But then when they come back, they feel they need to make that jump from zero mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. 100. And it's like, mm-hmm. but I used to do this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Mm-hmm. But where is the buildup? Where can you gradually, like for you, instead of you having to work down, you should have technically from COVID recovering said, okay, I'm going to start off because I'm not working out at all for the last little while. I'm going to start off with two workouts. Then I want right. to work my way up. Then you might, exactly. have, right. Then you might've gotten up yeah. to four and been like, okay, this is my balance. This is yeah. it. 
right? But we help, we really struggle with the transition is the problem. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a transition from going to holidays to back mm-hmm. into your routine, mm-hmm. whether it's changing up, like the transition itself, that's the hardest part. And again, well, on the street, I love that what you're saying, the strangest part is I actually, because of COVID, not in spite of, but because of, I actually realized that even pre-COVID, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy six. You know what I mean? So the transition, it's like, you're right. I stumbled through that. The truth is I did come out and slow the first couple of days to wedge my way in for the first week. But the second week I just said, Hey, you're because I had energy galore. You know, sometimes you was, need, yeah. And sometimes you do need to do that. You can listen to yourself right? and you got to make the leap. We can't wait for us to feel ready to work out no. or never yeah. happen. Right. And so I went back to what I was used to, but also going, if I'd be most honest, like, I guess what I'm saying is I really soaked in that for a full year, I got the privilege to experience that I was getting weaker. And by getting weaker, I don't have to feel like I'm not getting stronger because if you just build on that, I know everything. Versus I don't know. You got to build strength in the knowing and not knowing. And, uh-huh. so, and you almost of, needed that break to right? remind you how much you loved it, how much you needed it, how good 100%. it felt. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Because now, oh my goodness, pre-COVID, I've been doing this for two years. And if you would have asked me and I would have said, yeah, I liked it. But the way I like my workout now, oh my goodness, it doesn't even... <laughs> Like I'm in there and whether the music that's on, I, oh, I just love it so much. And it isn't because I'm trying to get somewhere, but I just, I just like to feel how much I got, like just full exertion. Like, what do you got in there? Like go, you know, and, and so that's good. a practice that's you also have figured out a lot of the times, show, you know, what didn't work for you, what mm-hmm. mindset you had to go into and you, I'm sure you did loads of workouts that like you didn't want to do and you went into it the wrong headspace. Maybe you had the wrong music on, right? You had to gradually work up to getting to that place where, damn, this is how many workouts I need on an average. This is what right. I need to do for the yeah. routine. Even simply of like, obviously we're not all, we're all busy. So we don't, can't work out the same yeah. single time yeah, every yeah. single day, but you got to learn what time of day is best mm-hmm. for you. I used to work out in the evening. I can't imagine. It's 8 p.m. I cannot imagine going to work out right now. (laughs) But it it changes with time and you can't be afraid to let that change, right? To be okay with the fact that I got to try something new because guess what? You may not know, tying back to what you had said, what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, yeah. But if I told you myself, you wouldn't believe me. Like I'm a morning workout person. Before I had kids <laughs> five years ago, it I wasn't it was never gonna happen. I could barely get out of bed at 9 a.m. Now I can get up and work out at six. Mm-hmm. But if I never tried that workout and I just continued to be, stay stuck in the headspace of you're not a morning person, you used to you always work out at this time, you can do it later. And I never let myself try that. Well, hell, I wouldn't have known how good a freaking morning workout feels. The variety. Right. And I think that's when you really click. Like, I think you and I are, 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 are very much on the same page when it's like um, we found a way, which we all do, to action something. Like in very plain life, we all have a need for variety. So we're going to want to do something different than we did yesterday. It's just what it is. Right. Now, what's interesting is I find it fascinating how society apparently 
uh, I don't think they sold this to us. I think we bought it. We gave it uh, our attention. To we get so bored too easy. <laughs> right? We get bored so easy. And here's here's the thing. What what I think society has given us, and we just took it, whatever it was. We didn't give ourselves. We just, yeah, we gave ourselves away to this. And that is, for some reason, it's it's bad to stumble through things. But ask yourself, when you don't stumble through, what else is life? We apparently are supposed to have it all figured out. And so, you know, you hear this, people working under eating, and it's like, it doesn't come as easy for me as for you. I'm like, you know how many years I've been doing this? <laughs> right. And just because right? we're still on the topic of training, I'll use another example with regards to training. Please. How many people, and I'm sorry, I'm going to call you men out especially, they yeah. don't start working out. They don't start exercising because they can't lift heavy. They can't mm-hmm. get to that, you know, end stage mm-hmm. when they show up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like it, it takes a lot, a lot of time and I have a lot of muscle for a girl, but I have been training for years and mm-hmm. years and building it gradually over time. Right. It, it takes time. We can't be the expert as soon as we walk in and start something. Well, I remember when I started my deadlifts, it's funny you say, I started my deadlift. It was like, of course I bend down. I'm like, well, there's a couple of rolls going down there. Like I feel this folding over, but I remember going, here's what was interesting. Oh, then I started, I started earthing. So I went into the grass and I would do my stretching and I would just be like weird in the grass kind of thing. Right. And I remember like, there's this Chinese guy one day, you know, he's just kind of watching Chinese. I don't know if I can say this Sorry, like an Asian guy. Sorry. He's an Asian person. I don't mean to, Hey, I, I love people. Okay. So I just, I'd say, I'm sorry, but anyway, it was Asian person and uh, he was just observing me. And one day I realized he had this fancy thing he would do like this swoop with his leg. And he was like this Kung Fu or something master. I don't know what, what, what he was. Right. But I remember, I remember the next day going, maybe I shouldn't go do my thing there. Like there. So we lived in a, a area where there's a nice greenery. Perhaps I shouldn't go because, you know, perhaps that makes me uncomfortable. And then I said, no, it makes him uncomfortable. Maybe I'll go somewhere else. And I thought, James, that green space is right in front of your place. It's a public place. He doesn't own it. I'm not there naked. He was observing. And if anything, I'm uncomfortable that I apparently don't look the part. So I'm like, nope. Yeah, you could have. It's not only a good day for ground, but it's a good day to get vitamin D that day. The sun was out. So I took my shirt off and it was all, and I remember just, I remember jumping around and bouncing around. Like if I can't love this, I got a long way to go. So I just started loving it and and being like, okay, I got to own me. And I was playing music and just like, just owning myself. Yes. Just just getting it in because you got to get it in there. If you don't get in there, if you're looking out there for like, do you have it shaped? Do you have it sculpted? Do you have a tone? They're like, no, I don't. Well, how do I get there? No, just be like me. And that's not what people are actually saying. I don't think it's, it's, we give ourselves that story that, well, if this worked then we would be there already. And I guess we just don't have it. And that's not true. I want to dig into two things on that. Number one, that was all in your head. And how right? often do we all do that? Whether it is I don't go to the gym because I'm scared somebody's going to judge me or I look, you know, like this way. It's all in our head. And you have no idea what that guy could have been thinking. He could have been an, an amateur who was like, I like his moves. I'm going to keep watching him. <laughs> I know something, <laughs> right? And we have yeah. no idea, but it's our own loop that we play in our head, right? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think a lot mm-hmm. of the times too that you needed to do that. You needed to step mm-hmm. outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You need to just... Okay, I don't care. I need to kind of drop it. 100%. And the best things happen when those when that happens. That's when actual confidence is built. Yeah. In those moments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
funny, even then I've been trying to get back into my morning routines. Um, my fiance just got off night shift last week mm-hmm. and this morning I didn't get my workout in. And yesterday I did yesterday's day was like amazing. Momentum was going. I felt great. I had my morning workout in. And then today was just not it, not myself. I had the opportunity to go later in the day. I tried to do it. It was just not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. It was all in my head that whole time, right? It's not yeah, that I was yeah. a bad person because I didn't get up early to go do my workout or, no, you know, it's no. not that I, but it was all in my head. It was my own limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. making me when I was at the gym, not to be more present, mm-hmm. to not, you know, to feel guilty for the fact that I wasn't working out earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I did want to talk on. <laughs> With regards to what you had said was um, with your piece. Um, oh, now you got me lost. I think I covered it with regards to you kind of stepping outside your, your zone, but with regards to getting in your head, I mean, who's stopping you? Who's really caring? Chances are the person who you were around or the person at the gym that you're worried about they're in their own head too. They're only worrying about themselves, right? I know. And it's funny because I think that's where it clicked for me. So getting back to, and by the way, us humans, we cannot tell the difference between what is real and what we perceive. We can't tell the difference. So what is actually there and what we perceive. So it's like this. So I'm walking over there and I'm to the grass and I see the this, there's a, this Asian person looking at me. And again, I don't know the appropriate term. I need to be careful. But this Asian person, this, okay, observing me. And what's interesting is, so the first thing, to your point, the first thing I think to myself, what is he looking at? And you think he's looking at me. So I think one of the things we have to be so aware of is that we don't make ourselves too significant. Like if we think we're the ones that everyone is writing about (laughs) and talking about, what do you think he's doing? He's probably seeing it through his own lens, but we go, you're looking upon me. So that means you are seeing straight through me and you're not like, you're totally just a flexible being and you're just observing me. When in essence, he's probably observing the truth is he's probably observing me, but he's reflecting how he sees it in his own world. So he's probably going, Hey, what is that move? Never seen that before. Like what kind of Kung Fu? Wow. What's that? You know what I mean? And instead of it being a bad thing, it's so it funny. Be- and then, and it could be a good thing. A, it could be a good thing. And it's a thing. The one thing, I don't know what you think about this, but I think, and not to put any pressure to enjoy it when you're not, because that's not helpful. If you don't enjoy it, like you say, um, but what's your take on the flexibility? So based on your workout. So like you said, today, was it today or yesterday? You didn't enjoy, was it today, yesterday you said? Today. You didn't enjoy your work? Today. Yeah. So the thing about today, so for example, this week, you know, interesting scenario. Typically I do my workout four days a week. This week I did, but I also do sauna work. I do different work, okay? body work, basically stretching and different things. I also do that four days a week. This week I've done it twice, but I'm in a really filled schedule. Like I already have a full schedule as is, but with doing podcasts, people are reaching out and I'm promoting certain work that I got going on. There's a community that, you know, wins and losses, people come and we get to share. And so I'm promoting and people are hearing and, and it's just like, I've been doing this forever, but now I've decided podcasts will be my channel. Guess what? I do podcasts and I do two days a week podcasts only at a specific hour block time. However, for some reason, 
And I mean, I've done a bunch, like I've done a bunch. I curate my audience really well. I only focus on people that are really into the, you know, into the honest space. So which is why, for example, you in the fitness space, there's a lot of people reach out to me and they're all like just slamming stuff around and meat potatoes. I'm like, oh, okay, stop this. I'm not interested. <laughs> you got you to you build a relationship with your life, right? But um, but you've had to make sacrifices in your workouts right. to do those other things. And I am terrible. But I'm well, that's things- interesting because you have children, you have, a, you have a fiance and that's like me, right? So I can blame myself and therefore I'm blaming the fact that I've decided to pivot a little bit now towards podcasting. So I cannot charge myself with the good news of what podcasting is. And then say, see, one thing has to lose so I can, though I can win over there. My body work has to lose so I can win over here. I'm like, Oh, hang on a second there, brother. Right. So what's your angle on this? Like for you, I think that's, that is what I need to hear. First of all, I'm the, yes, I'm the same way. And I have done the same this week. I had skating with my kids all weekend, grad her mm. kindergarten graduation this morning, and I've jam packed so much in, wow. but it's just a busy time of year. It's the, yeah. all the other things, exactly. but why am I guilting myself for not getting up early because I have more on my plate and I'm exhausted because it doesn't benefit anybody. Right. But I almost needed to hear you say that today because I'm doing the same thing where it's like beating yourself up over, you know, the fact that you literally don't have that much time in your day, that you're only one human and you can only do so much. However, one positive way and one thing that I will take as a positive out of the kind of situation as I had today with my workout is knowing in my head how today's workout felt and how I felt all day long. Tomorrow morning when my alarm goes off, I I won't second guess it. There you go. Yeah, you got fuel now. You're ready. I have that urgency that has been created because I needed for myself. Like what we said. Yes, in the beginning, like we had said. Because of. Exactly. Because like we had said, you sometimes got to learn the hard way of making today's mistake. Maybe I needed to do that because I needed the rest or I needed mm-hmm. to be, I needed to, to be able That's to, right. to record this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny sometimes how, how, how mistakes are actually what are needed yeah. and mistakes are actually like, gosh, think about this. Think about going to sleep. Think about if you don't prioritize sleep, think about if you don't prioritize taking care of yourself. If you don't prioritize sleep, when does your testosterone and your muscle gains often come in? When you sleep, deep sleep. And guess what happens? There are specific things that happen when you sleep that you cannot achieve when you're not sleeping. So when I go to sleep, I always say, oh, what am I going to achieve tonight? I have no idea. What's going to happen? What's going to, I don't know. It isn't just muscle gain. I'm like, what's going to happen to the brain, the body? You know, it's like your, your whole brain flushes and your body and surge of all kinds of things renewing. I'm like, what's going to happen? I actually imagine this. I go to sleep and imagine what's going to happen when I'm, what am I going to achieve? Oh my goodness. So. But you're focused on the positive there, right? Right. You're, and that's what's amping you. That's what's fueling you. And yeah, think about it in the morning. Going to your graduation. It's like, we can go and guilt ourselves, but where would mama like to be other than at her child's grad? It makes no sense, which I can feel for you. It makes no sense. But so it doesn't need to be win or lose. It's like, you, you get to look at it going, oh, all I happen to know is I feel drawn to this. And by me being drawn to and following through with what I'm drawn on, it's actually making me stronger long-term. 
Short term, if I muscle through, muscle through, don't go to graduation. Yeah, I might gain an extra pound, maybe a muscle, maybe, but maybe I'll even lose two pounds of muscle because I'm so stressed. I don't sleep properly. I've so tried to cheat the code of not sleeping so many times. Right. And right. I'm actually a type one diabetic as well. So oh, if mm-hmm. I'm not sleeping, I have to adjust my insulin and it makes wow. that harder. Right. Wow. And all yeah. the other pieces, like, you know, yourself, if you're not sleeping, it's easier to stress eat or eat the junk and foods like yeah. that. Like the cycle totally. continues. Right. Yeah. But you can't cheat the code. Think about how refreshed no. you feel in the morning. No. Your brain yeah. works better, right? We can't. If go you on. blame your yeah, if you blame and shame yourself, you're gonna pay down the line. Maybe not right now, but down the line, you're gonna pay. Someone's oh, gonna pay. Yeah, you always do, right? And eventually, like again, you try to cheat the code or you try to go on speed 100. And what happens? We burn ourselves out. We don't enjoy the process and it sure as hell not as sustainable, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's, and I think that's, that's the beauty of it. So just when you shaped it, just when you sculpted it, just when you've toned it, and just when you're finally able to love it, your friend invites you out to pizza. So you go, you think I get to deserve it. You get inflammation and you get your sides. You don't see your, your, your six pack anymore. And you're like, just like that, it's gone. Listen, you know what's sustainable? It sounds to me like just making choices that are going to open up to preference and you're going to do the best you can. Unless, of course, you want to be an Olympic athlete and die early. <laughs> you can do that. I actually do like be- that you tied that in, though, with regards to the eating, because we have been super focused on the training side of it. But again, that goes, I find, with the extreme of like one zero to that 100. If you like, we're going to go out to have pizza. We all go out for special events. We all take breaks from training. You have those cheat meals, but just cause I had a little bit of cookies at some point today, doesn't mean I couldn't have that next meal as healthy, right? right. It doesn't mean totally. that if you eat the pizza, yeah, you feel bloated. Who cares? You don't need to punish yourself with going, doing crazy cardio. The next meal, focus on that. Focus on just that next step. I think we get so wrapped up in, I always say progress over perfection. Because for me, I really, I struggle with, you know, I do want to be perfect. I know I want to, perfect is never attainable. We all strive for our best though, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's just the matter of getting there. Approach it more Mm -hmm. gradually so that not only do you feel less overwhelmed about it, you feel less guilty if you do slip up. Right. You, you enjoy the process, too. Mm-hmm. And it, it does yeah. tie into with regards to your weekly wins and your losses, because mm-hmm. you know what? You should celebrate both the wins and mm-hmm. the losses at mm-hmm. the each week. You know, it's not just about, OK, I, I lost on the scale. That's a win. Mm-hmm. Some weeks you're going to maintain. And if you were on vacation, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to yeah, look at 100 percent all the data. So listeners, if you tap into, it's like you might have gone through an experience, whether it be COVID, whether you can relate directly to my story where I was losing strength for about a year and I came down to 50%. Like that felt like a big loss. But I'll tell you something. If I would have let that control my mindset and let that be the the determining factor, I'll tell you what would have happened after I came back to like the potential of growing strong again. I would have self-sabotaged. I would have had to have all the perfect music again. I would have had to have the perfect tasting apple after or something. And I would have all these constructs. And it's like, that's really, really, you don't, why is, no. 
So weekly wins and losses is literally a platform where you get to come. So free gift for all your listeners. Friday at noon, no charge call. You go to weekly, just type in www.weeklywinsandlosses.com. Just spell it out the way it is. Go down the page and just say, join next call. You'll see people from around the world come and share if they wish. You don't have to. You can just observe people sharing a primary win and a primary loss. And you know what? If you ever want to remove the sting of a loss, you see being afraid of fear is the problem. Having fear, is, having fear is no problem because healthy fear is anticipation. It's really what it ends up being. Right. Because if you have the fear. no fear, you'll create the bad fear into your life because you need right. that some level of it. You need it at some level. It isn't just a primary, it isn't just a survival response. It is something to actually, like you say, if I don't do the alarm, then invariably maybe I will feel like garbage about myself. So it isn't like you're worth. It's just that anyway. So the point is this. Listeners, if you choose, I challenge you, come to the call, check in, come and observe. And the reason that I want this for you, no strings attached, but I want you to feel what it's like to end your week without accumulating these stories in your brain of how these losses are sent to take you down. You'll see people sharing losses and we don't change the facts. There's no reason to change the facts, none. You see, win, lose or draw, it's all gain. It's not positive. It's just gain. And you get to decide if you're going to take news and turn into bad news or just not let news be news. Meaning like for you, I didn't work out. It's news. If you'd shame yourself tomorrow, alarm goes off, go, I'm a loser anyway, stay in bed. You're going, no, I got anticipation for this. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm excited. This exactly. Eating, right. The same thing. Yeah. And I actually, in my Beyond the Scale Academy that I've created, I have an Excel for you. That's not just your weight tracker. It has a checklist of all the wins that have happened beyond the scale for you, because those need to be celebrated just as of equal importance. And for your goals, I mean, I kind of like to take the losses and just move them as my goal next week, (laughs) right? Like I, I missed the gun, but okay, who cares? I did do this. That's right. I'm going to acknowledge that I did, even though I didn't eat perfectly this week. I stopped overeating when normally I would continue. Mm. I said no when normally I would eat my face off just because somebody offered it, right? And I think that's important to just, even if it is super tiny, to celebrate and acknowledge that you still have made progress because then you're more likely to turn what you didn't do into, like I had suggested, what I'm going to be doing tomorrow into a more positive goal of Mm. guess guess what? I didn't hit it, but... I got an opportunity this week to keep striving for it. It's like, there you go. Empathizing, not with the problem, empathizing with the opportunity, empathizing with the possibility. That's what it sounds to me that what, what you're describing is I have a little formula that I utilize and people that I work with, this is the formula. Step one is when things happen, you just say, let's see. So instead of you deciding this is all the end of the world, this is the worst, 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 chill out, de-escalate come back to center and just say, let's see. Because here's the thing. Let's see makes room for time to happen. Let's see is like, let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens when I get to the gym. You don't have to worry about being the perfect workout. Just get there. And let's see of time will reveal evidence. And evidence is what we want. We don't want to be like crystal ball gate. Step one is let's see. Step two is let it alone. Step one is let's see, which is like, do something about it. Like, hey, take hey, an action, hey, take, take action, slow it down, breathe, 
allow for time to happen. Evidence will reveal if you're a lazy astronaut. Don't worry about it. Chill. You had pizza, okay? You got inflammation. You went to your daughter's graduation. How dare you, by the way? <laughs> That's chill. Number two is let, let it alone. I mean, yeah. there's just some things, just let it alone. Listen, maybe that or that Asian person, maybe, just maybe, I doubt it, but maybe he thought I was an idiot. And sometimes people who think you're an idiot, they do things like flip you the finger, whatever it ends up being. You know what? There are just some things in life that you best let alone. But you know what I find funny too about that piece If when we say it out logically, because in your head, it was, it was a big event. It was a big thing that was, you know, do I leave? Do I never come back here? That's what you had made it up. But now you're thinking about it logically, like who really cares what he thought, but you had to go in the moment. It feels bigger. It feels like a bigger problem because As our human nature, we love amplifying what's going wrong, all the errors that we're making. Mm -hmm. But the switch needs to come is when you start amplifying the wins. You start amplifying what you're making progress on. Well, to be honest, tell me what you think about this one. I empathize with people who are always trying to scrape to the bottom, find their way to the bottom of the barrel, and here's why. It's like people talking about common things like maybe that you and I haven't talked about today, which is weather, like whatever it ends up being. I'll never forget. I used to get so satiated. Like we used to live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's a province straight above North Dakota and it's cold, but it's right on the border. So yeah, but it's cold though. Like minus, there's freezing, like your water freezes and it's like minus 40 in the wintertime. It's cold. We don't live in igloos there, but it was cold. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually over in igloo country. I'm in Canada as well. And okay. I'm in Labrador, so it's as oh. igloo as you can get. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So funny. So so then we moved to Vancouver, which is like temperate rainforest. So it's like hey, cold is minus two, but typically it's like, you know, it's not hot here in the summertime, but in wintertime, it's definitely not cold. So it's like, I remember coming here going, okay, I'm so sick of people talking about the weather back in Manitoba. It's going to be different here. And no, it's the same. People talk Everyone's- about stuff. And I th- no and one's you know happy. what the funny thing is? I think to myself, it's all why are they not positive? And, and so I was I kept trying to change, trying to change a narrative. Like just being like, oh, you're suffering with the weather. And, like, mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, oh, how about this and this? And they look at me and go, and then I remember thinking, you know what's weird actually? Socially, we tend to structure around how we connect. And it's and connecting you know on the negative pieces and the things and, that are going wrong. And here's the thing. So you know what I've realized? If you want to connect on the negative, you know what? If we start there, I guess we start there. I mean, I don't have flavor for it, but if you want to connect on negative, you know, I'm not going to stand in the way of connecting with them because if I'm always trying, because for the longest time I tried to change a narrative, it didn't work. It didn't work. Now I don't need to influence everyone. That's not what I'm saying. All that I'm saying is people are actually wanting to connect. This is how they know how to do it sometimes. So you know what I did? I just remember sitting down one day and be like, yeah. I remember just deciding feel what they feel. I'm like, actually, this one guy really hated the weather. I'm like, whoa. And this other guy was just had having preference. I'm like, well, that's interesting. You have preference. Do you hate because of that? Well, okay. The only thing is I realized they were just finding a base note to connect on. And I thought, isn't that actually beautiful that they're connecting? Now, the sad thing is they're connecting some negative and it's not making them feel any. So they're, they're connecting, empathizing with problem versus empathizing with possibility. 
but you're still the one, sorry to cut you off. You're still the one who chooses to see the negative that they're connecting with you, or you found the positive in the fact that they're still trying to connect with you at all, period. That's right. And that's what I did. I found the positive in it. And you know what? It gave me the, it gave me the okay to let them be. Cause you know what? The human has a desire for variety. And if, if, if you and I are driving down the street, we'd see a homeless guy sitting on the street. And if you'd say to me, hey, listen, stop, James, help that guy because he's not safe unto himself. He's going to, that's not good. You need to help him. I pull over, I go talk to him, or I could do the other thing, which will net the same result. I drive by, guess what's going to happen? Tomorrow, he likely won't be there. And if he was there tomorrow, in a year, he won't be there because the human doesn't do the same thing. The human has need of variety. So here's what I've realized. People who focus on negativity to connect, eventually it dead ends. Just like people who are always like, win, 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 win. Like the whole PIP story, it dead ends. So you know what? We actually have need of many different ways of being. And then I think to myself, and who wouldn't get sick of sometimes the way that I want to connect with them? I'm like, so what is that going to make my difference? Make my difference better than yours? And I go, oh, worse or better than Hey, scale higher or lower than, hey? So oh. what, that would be a scenario when majority of the time we just need to be neutral to it, right? It's yeah. kind of the same negative opinions we get when we are trying to lose weight or we are trying to see become the healthier. Good in it. So, so exactly what you're saying, see the good in it. Because here's what's interesting. Psychology 101, psych- this is 101, it's pretty basic. I'm sure you've heard of this before. But psychology 101, a human being only ever acts as solution. My father-in-law is an alcoholic. And when he's, an alcohol, when he's drinking, he becomes not a fun alcoholic. He's that type. If I, my wife, and my kids observe grandpa when he's drinking, we'd say that's his problem. But grandpa doesn't see that as his problem because the human never acts as problem. He drinks to wash away his pain. That's a solution. It's like the guy who comes to put a gun to my head. It hasn't happened before, but if he would, the reason that that person does it is that's his way of getting noticed. Society doesn't notice him. So if he puts a gun to my head, he has instant someone notices him. So if I can't empathize with the positive of what he's doing, he might kill me. But if I become aware, I might save my life. I might save my life. So it's kind of a it's kind of a twisted play, but it's kind of fascinating the more you think about it, right? It is, absolutely, especially because whenever we hear those scenarios, we yeah. still associate and see it's it's the majority rule too, right? Think about how often if someone say they work a lot and Mm -hmm. they don't spend a lot of time at home. Maybe you do work a lot of the hours, but we round it up to majority. We say, I always work. I'm never home. Mm -hmm. Are you really always working? Are you really never home? No, that's not the actual truth. But Tell the uh, truth, right? Yeah. And I think, yeah. again, with the, the negative, we almost make it a majority. We fixate on the fact that that's the only piece to it. But yes, it may be a negative comment. It may be a negative workout. It may be a negative situation. But that doesn't mean that there's not some sort of positive that will come either right after or at some level at a different stage. Well, to your point, so for the person that apparently says I'm always and never, those are two suffering words. We know this, right? Suffering, that's what, if we say always and never, I mean, those, there, there are a few suffering words and those two for sure. Because always and never, it doesn't stay. Because how it is here won't always be the same. And never says never happened. How do you know? 
the Google just told you what happened in the last couple couple of years, basically. You don't know. They look at the pyramids. How did they? We can't even build that today. So it's like, hello. But you know, when I think about it, the question to ask is this. So for the human that says, I'm always like this, I'm never like this, they say that because it's a solution to get them to where they want to go. They're looking and for the solution, yeah. They're, they're actually saying that because it's a solution to maybe get sympathy from others. It's maybe to put uh, make it so they don't have to be so responsible in the family. Maybe it's just saying, I have it hard and I wish you just noticed that I have it difficult. So it's actually a solution to get attention for them. But, but if you're not aware of it, see, we all do this. If we become aware of our negative stories, they, it's a solution to help us get somewhere. Where are we getting? My father-in-law is to wash away his pain when he drinks. If a person complains about the weather, well, that helps them to connect. But it's like grade A connection. No big deal. If, if you're okay with that, cool. But if you want to go to the next level of connection, you want to go to the next level. Not be preoccupied of like, I'm not going fast enough. But it's like, you know what? Honestly, sometimes we just run them up. We get sick and tired of talking about the same problem. Why? Because we want variety. But we want to ratchet up the quality of our problem. We don't want to get rid of problems. That's the worst addiction. Trying to think that having problems is bad. Problems, meaning challenges, what you want. If you didn't have, you'd be like, Pip, miserable, living a hell, getting everything you want. Nothing <laughs> activates you. Nothing Absolutely. And being aware is definitely the first step, right? You have to be aware that maybe you do need to live the healthier lifestyle Mm -hmm. before you make the step to do actions that make you healthier and take that out there, right? But tying back to what we had said before too, with regards to getting started, if you start out and continue to focus on the problem, continue to focus on all of the negatives, it it doesn't help you get to that solution. It doesn't help you to get resolve to that. Or, yeah, no, right, right, right. No, and it's like to 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 your point earlier. It's like how to start out, right? I can't think of, and I like to hear your take on this, but I can't think of anything better than unless you decided. Not kind of just, well, I might want to be, but a decisive decision means you're going to take action on it. A decision that's solid, you're non-negotiable, that you will be empathetic with yourself. If you're not empathetic with yourself, when your first feel comes, you'll be like, oh, this is wrong. This is bad. This is wrong. This is bad. You go wrong, bad, wrong, bad, wrong, bad, wrong, bad. It's like, and it just like glorifies, magnifies. It's like the worst thing ever. But unless you can be empathetic, meaning remember something, you chose that negative feeling. Because it was the solution for you, for you to connect in some way. And instead of blaming yourself for it, go like, oh, how am I trying to connect with myself with being negative? And then you get curious there. And go, do I want to stay here or do I want to move to another level of connection? I can stay here if I want. But then That's the worst case scenario. Exactly. And I think when I am at my, my worst, I'm at my very bottom of my low, and I tell this to my clients as well, like, you know, anything that you do, besides nothing is going to equal progress is going to create change. If you normally would do nothing, you would give up or you would sabotage your right self right now. Anything else, it doesn't have to be a perfect leap. It doesn't have to be crazy things. Small steps, small, something is going to give you the progress, right? And then that can build into momentum that can build into confidence to take the next step. Right. It all starts about the gradual baby steps. The first step in my academy, too, is just starting before you feel ready. 
starting before those perfect circumstances come around because you're going to be waiting forever. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? Always. Because here's what's going to happen. Exactly. And you know this. Well, the song I liked in the car, now that I play, I'm going through discomfort, so I don't quite like it the same. And it's like, you're going to be waiting forever, trying to change the tune and get all these things. And the thing is, really what you get comfortable with is the inner disturbance that you feel. You feel a little disturbed. What are you going to do with it? It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I should be stronger. I feel like, who knows? I feel like I'm winning, but am I losing? Ah, And it's like, so what do you do when all this happens? Well, I don't know a better way, but healthy eating, working out, you know what it does? It really brings you back to home. It brings you back to a center place, the grounded place. And you're going to discover what kind of stories you tell in here. You're going to, you're going to be able to, you're going to see, I'm connecting with a negative story, connecting with a negative story. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this probably to get attention from others. And maybe so I don't have to do this again. And maybe that next time when the alarm goes off, I don't have to get into bed because I'm not that good anyway. So you're just doing this to support yourself towards not doing a negative loop. And you're going, I can do like negative loops. Do I want to keep doing it? Well, thank you, Jesus, that I realize now that this is what I'm doing. And you're like, oh, I'm just so you don't have to blame yourself for that. You don't have to shame yourself. And that's how you can take people who do this. And this is why, obviously, in the marketplace, has made room for you. You you showed up in the marketplace and said, we're here for you. Like you have a, you, you have, you know, you know, yeah, you have this business, you have this, this drawing towards you. And I can't help but think you're doing it right by doing small steps, doing small somethings. You yeah. know, and it's that that's the good news. It's not like you don't need three hundred thousand dollars of biohacking gear like uh, you don't need to do exactly what you do. You know, you don't have to follow, but find the rhythm for you. Absolutely. I promise. I only started my podcast last year and I've been wanting to do it for years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I still didn't feel ready when I did it. I think we're all just too scared to do the the messy action, the messy steps of the the terrible first rough draft. Right. (laughs) We're so afraid that it's not going to turn out the way we want. And the thing is, it won't. No matter what we try, it it actually definitely. When have you ever thought experience will be exactly, it doesn't turn out like that when you work with people or business or anything, it doesn't. So it's almost like you have to like get really kind of gutsy and be okay with experiencing the death of how you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And the sooner you do that, like I know even when we started here, you, like I tapped in, Zoom call goes on, you had a live record, we go directly in. I don't know if you edit or not, but chances are based on how I observe you, you're just like free flowing you become comfortable. How? Because you started before you're comfortable. That's how. (laughs) Yeah. And lean into your strengths. You know, you learn things from every scenario. I did a live last night and it was the first live I did for a really long time. And I kept thinking over in my head, oh, I should have said this or I should have done this. But then I thought about it. I was like, well, you did it. And now on your next one, you're going to know you're going to be more clear on when you're saying this, right? Like you got to start and you, then you learn. That's how you learn. Yeah. That's the process of life. You, you, you action something and then you look at it right after, like in the moment it felt right. Cause it was your solution. You don't ever act again. You don't ever act a problem. Like Hitler didn't think he's acting a problem. It was a solution. Yeah. Okay. And unless we can empathize, I mean, that was like grotesque, but what I mean to say is he, we have to see that people never act a problem. So you said what you did because that was a solution for you at the moment. After you get to reflect and then you get to decide if you want to shame and blame yourself. If you do that, my friend, you're not sleeping good at night. You're not actually growing. You're not doing good stuff. So you you look at it and go like, wow, I can use that to let me see new opportunities. 
And I can say, yeah, I can say, oh, I can like make better. And how is making better? What what we're not saying is we're not trying to perfect. We're just saying, oh, I learned something there. Well, if I hadn't shown up, so this is like you show up, you do something, and it doesn't come out the way you thought it was going to come out. And guess what? So you learn by your mistake, but your mistake is one that is a blessed thing that happened. Because <laughs> if you hadn't had it, you wouldn't learn anything. So you that was what develop you a muscle. You got to build a muscle. I'm going to start. It's going to turn out like this. You think it's amazing. Honeymoon experience. Oh my goodness. And then it's like, Ooh, whoa, that was interesting. I don't know about this. And then it's like back up. It's like the roller coaster of life. We all want to do one thing when you hop on the roller coaster, which is what? Put our hands in the air. Eventually everyone does it typically. Cause if you're scared, like afraid of fear, when you get on by the third loop, we're all doing this. We're like going, heck, who cares if I die, I die. Because I'm going to enjoy this now. Just up in the air, you know? Oh, yes. And even when I was creating the academy, I mean, I've been working with women for years. And when I created the academy, it's what I was teaching women in my one-to-one coaching. So I knew all the pieces, but... Mm-hmm. In the entire process of building it, because I had to take back on how many one-to-one clients I was working on, it was getting out of my comfort zone. I wanted to make it better. I made so many mistakes and I set so many deadlines of, oh, yes, you know, it'll just come to the paper. It'll just all be out there in a matter of weeks. I'll get there. Mm. And then, no, it's not done yet. Another month goes by, not done yet. And all these doubts had, were constantly flooding me, constantly telling me to give up. It's not worth it. You're still not there yet. You still haven't finished this dang thing yet, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, the program's a thousand times better than I ever thought it could have been. There and you it go. wouldn't have been if I didn't take the extra time, make the extra mistakes, do the work right? And not believe myself when it's like, give up now. Okay. You're terrible. Okay. This isn't working. No one's going to buy it. Blah, blah, blah. I had to knock those out a little bit and just keep taking the steps and kind of believe it. It sounds to me that you just activated something that's rare, but we, we all have that ability. And that is you took what some people would say is I'm afraid of fear. That's going to install me. It's a little like years ago, let me say it this way, Bruce Springsteen, he was in the green room and as, an, as a band that's opening for him. Yeah. Have you heard this story? No, No, but I'm just okay. interested. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this band was very nervous because they're opening up for Bruce Springsteen. Like it's Bruce. Yeah. And so they're sitting next to him and, and he's just kind of doing his thing and he looks over and he sees they're shaking a little bit. Like they're a little nervous, right? He looks over and he goes, Hey guys, you guys ready to go or what's going on? And then they go, Oh my goodness, Bruce, how do you do it? He goes, what do you mean? How do I do what? And they go, we are scared shitless. (laughs) They go, look at the one guy goes, look at my knee. I can't stop. It's twitching. It's just, I cannot stop. Bruce goes, Oh, I know. They go, what? They go, yeah, but that must've been a long time ago since you experienced this. And Bruce goes, Oh my goodness, guys. Let, Let me tell you what happens every day. I, like you, when I had this, I thought there was something wrong with me. This is the bad news. He goes, before I get on stage, what you're talking about, I do the same thing. But you know what I decided? One day I got what many years ago, I was so sick of this that it was tearing me down constantly. I had to use willpower to get myself to get up there and be courageous. He said, so one day I asked myself, what am I really feeling here? What am I really feeling? Am I feeling afraid? Or am I actually feeling like these, these get her, like these, these anticipatory, I'm excited. I'm getting ready. 
He goes, you know what I told myself? Every time my legs start twitching, I feel a little butterfly. I feel like he goes, I tell myself, ah, you're ready. He goes, then I go, I'm ready to go. And he goes, I don't stop that. I want to just show up. I'm like, I love it. And they're like, what? See, it's funny how we try to get away from things. We try to get away from. See, we think that when we're out in the park doing that, and the Asian guy looks at us, that someday when we look a little different, that that won't happen. Unless we we change the narrative. Ah, yes. You took the words. I said, we got to change the narrative because it wasn't in those moments that I decided to give up. It was in those moments that I felt the fear. I felt myself feel it. And I said, you know what? This is a good thing. This is when everybody else would normally give up. This is when everyone. This is the point right here. Right here. Right Right here. Exactly. And if I don't do this, who is going to, to suffer? It's not anybody else. It's just me and all the people I could potentially be helping with this program. Right? If I give up now, it's not going to... My fiance is not going to care. He's not going to be disappointed in me. I'm going to be disappointed in me because I gave up and I know that I was better And the same. Again, I'm going to tie into more training, but it takes practice because, Mm -hmm. you know, there are still days when I don't feel like going, but because I have through time pushed myself to get there Mm -hmm. and pushed myself and I know how good it feels when I don't want to go to the gym and I get there anyway, Mm -hmm. right? It takes the practice. It takes building that over time. Well, I think that's a very important when you sit back to the feel part. See, you are a woman and I'm a man. And I've been with my my lady now for 20, my woman for 27 years, like I said, married 22. And I remember when I really first got into the health habit, I remember thinking like she would kind of do what I was going to do, right? Like I brought health into her family. So I'm like, I'm a biohacker. I buy all these expensive supplements and do different things. She'll want to do what I do. And you know what? Exactly like you're saying, my wife is kind of interesting because um, she's like, hey, listen, unless I enjoy it, you know, that whole version of shape it, sculpt it, tone it, love it, you have to enjoy it. If not, you're just performing and you're just uh, contorting around how you think you should be. So you're going to lose yourself. You're not going to find yourself. And so I think for women, like I think, for example, men can get the body imaging things too. But, you know, let's be honest, like women often feel like they have to look a certain way. So they're going to be desired. And I think to myself, your approach of just loving what you do, like really experience, what do I love? What do, and I think to return the narrative to what it always really was about anyway, and that is exercising the benefits of, you want to build, for example, you want to build functional muscles so that you can chase your grandkids around someday or do whatever, wrestle with them. So it's like back in the day, bodybuilding, you know, people would actually handstand, walk upstairs. They do functional exercises. Today, what do you see? You see bodybuilders. They are hurting. They can't hardly do anything. They can't stretch. It's all, it's not healthy. Like it's not actual work that they went to that they enjoy. Listen to somebody who's like, does a lot of like really heavy, and there's nothing wrong with heavy lifting, but if for performance often, it's like you ask them about life and they go, well, the hardest thing is eating. Well, I know even for me, I'm, I, you know, I'm in a st- stance now where I'm putting on some weight. So I eat a little more and I'll be honest, like my digestion, I really got to take a lot of digestive enzyme probiotics for it to work, but I don't overdo it because over like, everything with moderation, you have to, and you, and that's the whole thing again. It's like your body will, your body keeps score. We know this. And so I just have a lot of honor for people like you, like a lady in the space. You're a woman. You're a woman who is into fitness. But you know what? It's not this image thing. It's not this look. 
you can look like this and you can be sexually desirable. Oh, just be quiet. You are it's true. And, and because, I, right? yeah. And especially like I, I work with mainly just the women and it's because right. exactly what you stated, not only do we have that added pressure to look physically attractive, it's also, we do a lot too. We have added things right. on our plate. So it's like a double whammy. You have so much on your plate, never yeah. any time to work on yourself, yeah. but added pressure to look a certain way to eat a, like to be oh. that it's impossible. Oh. And I tie into always my diabetes to this because for so long, I was like, I can't do what other people are doing. I can't be perfect to what I think the diet culture is telling me I need to be. I can't be it. So there got to be another alternative way. There has to be a way that makes me feel better instead of continuing to blame myself for not being perfect. How the fuck can I make some progress without right? being perfect? But my daughter's graduating kindergarten today. This is not possible. Hmm. I, I have to, I have to, as a mom, be able to go, right? I mean, to share, to share, you know, into that narrative a little bit, just to ping right directly through and to tap into what I said earlier about my wife and how I thought she was going to follow with what I was doing in health and she didn't. You know, it was interesting is I didn't think I was that pressuring. But you know what? She was like, well, I don't know about healthy. James researches all this stuff. I don't know about the sour cream, what if it's grass-fed, grass-finished, blah, 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 and all these ingredients. And I, I knew the ingredients because I'd study, and this is like my, my hobby. I love it. Yeah. The only thing is, I'll tell you what happened to her. There was a point when we thought we, we were going to lose her. She got down to not being able to eat anything or even drink water. Her hair stopped growing on the right side. No hair would grow here. She had to put extensions in, no hair. Her hair on the left side grew, but not the right side. And you know what? We traveled all over the place, saw really pristine doctors, special. Couldn't figure it out. Finally, one day, and I always got her pills ready. And, you know, I've always done this for her because she doesn't. So I, I thought I was serving her. Yeah. Finally, one day, I just said, you know what, baby? We're going to try something different. I said, I'm no longer going to tell you what I think you should do. You get to decide what you want to do. I said, if I've been oppressing you, I never meant to. I thought I was helping you. Yeah. But maybe you get to decide. I'm here to support you any way you like. Maybe I know some things that you'd like to know, perhaps not. But you know what? If this has anything to do with me, so sorry. But I said, listen, maybe society is saying you as a mom, you had so many things going on, like Harrison's 15, high-functioning autistic. There's Rowan's 17. I said, you got all, we got all kinds of responsibilities. And all I know is I can check out. I go to sleep, you know, a guy compartmentalized. Though I try not to, but the mama's brain is, what are the kids eating? What are, you know, the mom's brain. It's a mama yeah. that's just always showing up. Yeah. I said, I am with our kids. I know. But I and you know what happened? She used to have such a big stomach. It was like a bowling ball in there. It hurt her so bad. When she'd eat anything, she'd have to put an ice pack on her stomach and it hurt her. The day that we talked about that is the day that her, her problems started disappearing. And I'm not saying that I was the core of her problem. The thing is, she just got to overall. I was part of the narrative of this is how you should be. This narrative. Is what you should do. Yeah. You know what? Also, that big bowling ball started disappearing, inflammation started going away, and all of a sudden she started realizing that her hair was growing again. We thought we were going to lose her. 
But you were doing what you had your intentions of, of helping and supporting and what your, you were looking for the solution. You were looking to help her. And I'm, I'm going to tie in my fiance just a little bit because he's always been supportive. Not that he will ever listen to this podcast or, you know, he doesn't obsess over as much as I do, or nor does he care about Mm-hmm. reading every ingredient and mm-hmm. as he-, he doesn't need as healthy as me either. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had to drop and, you know, realize that, okay, uh, some choices I'm not bringing in the house. There's some level of, you know what, this mm-hmm. is not healthy or not eating it. But mm-hmm. I also had to kind of let go and say, you know what, they eat sort of healthy. I decide for myself, I eat even better and that's okay. Cause that's mm-hmm. what's up for me. And you know, the same thing yeah. too is like, we don't, you don't understand it. And my fiance, he's incredible, but there is sometimes when he just doesn't comprehend how much I do, how much is on my plate, mm-hmm. nothing to do with him. Not his fault mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. No, I get right? it. But he's just a different world. That's it. Exactly. Like different his brain person. is not connected. Like, I don't want to give excuse, but it just is. Yeah. Like the woman has the right and the left brain. Like our boys just came back from Phoenix. We sent them away on a little trip. Their cousin graduated in, in, in Phoenix, right? And, and it's interesting because one of the things that was really fun is I said to my wife when she, or when we sent the boys on the, you know, on the plane, I said, now we get to experience when the kids move out someday, we get to experience, are we going to be the couple that um, we connected through our kids and because of our kids, we love each other or do we really love being with each other? Like we did when we were dating. And I know I love being with her, but they were gone for two weeks. We love being, oh, we had so much fun. It wasn't even anything special. We just loved being together. It was so much fun. And so I asked, we, we reflected a couple of times with those two weeks and how things were going, whatever. And, and then uh, she was just saying things that, you know, honestly, I was aware of, but not just how much a woman has to be on. Because you saw that break finally. And again, we go back to what we had stated before. And you're, even though that was a hard, hard thing to go through, your wife going through all of that, Mm -hmm. that forever will change you guys and your perspective going forward. You almost, Mm -hmm. and then again, we'll tie back into that little break. You needed that break to see your wife in a different scene when she wasn't doing as much to again appreciate, see the 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 positive in how much she truly does. This is how you just did it. Those two times that I thought I was losing, I was actually gaining. You feel you see this. You're not you're not necessarily winning. I don't want to say because for me, I don't want to. Didn't feel a like it. In it. it didn't feel like it. But at the end of the day, you know what? It's anyway. No, you you know you nailed it. Loved it. That's the mistakes that you've made, the things that felt really hard, the hard, challenging times that we go through, but they're exactly what we needed. Spot on. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much, James, for your time. I am going to put all of your links below in our show notes so that people can connect with you on that Friday or get more information from you. Thank you for your time. I really enjoyed our conversation and I think my audience will too. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. It was nice (laughs) meeting you. It was fun. Thank you.